Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Christina Daves. She is the author of PR for Anyone, 100 plus affordable ways to easily create buzz for your business. So Christina, thanks for joining me. Thank you, John. It's great to be here. So tell me a little about your story. You had a, um, um, not necessarily jagged, but not a direct path to, uh, to writing about PR. Is that right? I, no, you're absolutely right. I actually am an inventor. I created a product. And as many entrepreneurs, small business owners do, I went way over budget. And when it came time to launch the product, I didn't have any money left for advertising or PR. And, you know, I really needed to get the word out about this product that had never existed before. So I set out to really teach myself everything I could about doing my own PR and I really figured some things out and it really started working. Um, and I, you know, was on television and national television and, you know, national publications. And then my phone started ringing off the hook. You know, Christina, how are you doing this? You know, I'm in a lot of, you know, women's entrepreneurial groups. And I thought, okay, I better share all this because, as you know, I'm sure you just, I'd love to help each individual person, but I really can't. Yeah. So I thought a book um, would be a great way to do that. And I wonder if you could – well, first off, I, I'd love to hear what, what was the product and, and are you still selling that or still involved in that business? I am. Um, I created a product that makes those awful walking medical boots when you break your foot or sprain mm -hmm. your ankle and they put you in that big black or gray boot. Uh, we make them fashion forward. Huh. Okay. So yeah, we've got fur cuffs and socks. You know, when kids are in a cast, all their friends sign their hard cast. Well, if they're in a boot, there's nothing they can do. Well, now we have a sock that can go on it and all their friends can sign it. And uh, yeah, we're, we're still in business. Awesome. So um, how would you, I, I've been doing this a long time and, and uh, um, 25 plus years and, and, you know, PR as a practice has changed dramatically. Um, so I, I'd, I'd love to hear how you define for my audience, which is typically small businesses. How, how do you define PR these days? Well, it's really just, you know, I, what I tell people is when, you know, you can pay for advertising and everybody knows you've paid for advertising, but if somebody else writes about you, you know, it's like third party credibility. Somebody else likes you, somebody else likes your product. And, you know, for your customers, they really like to see that. Um, so, so that's, that's what I was trying to do besides the fact that I was out of money. Yeah. Um, but you know, if other people love the product, then I, you know, I was hoping that customers would like it as well. Yeah. And there's, um, uh, it's actually the, the term earned media has become Correct. kind of the buzz these days, but, uh, I, I used it years ago because I, I think there are a lot of people that kind of think about, as you did, I'm out of money. What can I do that's free? <laughs> right? Right, right. And, um, and I think you quickly learn that, that you, you do earn it. You put in money and time and, and, uh, hopefully imagination and creativity, uh, to earn that. But, but it is great because not only do you not have to write a check, uh, there is that, trust factor that that's involved in somebody else saying you're great as opposed to you constantly saying you're great. Right, exactly. You know, what's interesting is um, one of the big changes, I talked about how it's changed over the years. Uh, one of the biggest changes is that it used to be you had, in many cases, had to hire a PR agency, um, mainly because they were the only ones that had access to the reporters and to the journalists. And it was a very kind of kept little circle. And, and you know, now all of a sudden we all have unprecedented access really to the media because they're all blogging, they're all on Twitter, they all um, have to participate or, or are using uh, social networks to uh, to find sources and things. And so I, I think this is actually really a great time for PR. I'd love to hear your thoughts. 
It, it, it is. It's great. And, and what I tell people and advise people is the most important thing there is to build a relationship, yeah. you know, kind of target your top 10 or 15 or 20 journalists and, and start interacting with them on social media and, you know, comment on their work and appreciate what they do so that when you do go to, to pitch them or submit your idea, they're familiar with you and they, they appreciate everything you've done for them. Yeah, no, no, no question. And I, I can just even, you know, some some people consider me um, a part of the media these days, uh, bloggers and podcasters. And, and so I get pitched quite a bit. Uh, and I can tell you just flat out that somebody that's commented on my blog that um, has, you know, shared useful information with me, I'm, I'm going to pay attention to that person, uh, as opposed to the you know the 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 scads of pitches that I get typically from PR firms uh, that that have done nothing to build a relationship with me. Right. So how do you? What are some of your favorite ways? Because I mean, part of the task, especially when you're talking about the national media, uh, sometimes it's not enough to just have a pretty good product and a pretty good story. Uh, sometimes you have to do something to really stand out and get attention. Do you, you want to share maybe some of your favorite ways to, um, or or ways that you were able to get the attention of some of the national media? Right. So basically, it's it's two two things that I do. Um, one is help a reporter out, which is Harrow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's their queries that come in three times a day. Uh, if you do it the right way, if you if you submit timely, if you submit very brief, short answers, you know, with a good nugget. Um, I've been very, very successful with that. And that was um, and that's true of national media uh, sources either as well. I mean, those appear yeah. in Harrow. Yeah. I, I appeared on the Steve Harvey show and Dr. Oz, both from Harrow Queries. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but but realistically, to get to the national level, you really have to start at the local. Yeah. Um, and I've been very fortunate to interview several producers from national shows, and they've all said the same thing, that they will not put you on national television if you do not have local experience. Yeah. Yeah, and and there is a degree. I tell people this all the time. There is a degree of of copycatism that goes on too, right? I mean, hey, I saw I saw this person on X show. I'm going to have him on my show, right? Um, do you mind? So your book, a hundred uh, plus affordable ways to easily create buzz for your business, uh, PR yep. for anyone, um, and it's out in. Um, uh, depending upon when you're listening to this, uh, we're, we're recording this uh, in February of 2014. Uh, the the book is out in Kindle currently. Is that right? Correct. So Kindle on Amazon, and it will be out on paperback on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the bookstores, June 1st. June 1st. Okay. Um, but you can get the paperback now off of our website um, in our shop, PR for anyone backslash shop. Okay, great. Do you mind sharing one or two of the 100-plus affordable ways? <laughs> uh, well, let's see. I gave you the Harrow tip. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of all the... Oh, here's a good one. Um, join forces, especially for like a product-based business. It's really hard to get publicity for a product, but if you can package several products together kind of with a theme, um, like I, I reached out to two other um, kind of health-related product-based entrepreneurs, and we pitched Heal in Style. Hmm. Um, yeah, and, and that's that will give you a second tip. It's all about, I call it the art of the hook. Yeah. Um, journalists get... 500, 1,000 emails a day. If you have something really catchy in your email subject line, they might read further. Yep. But if you just say, 
here's my pitch or here's my press release, they're probably not going to look at it. By the way, that's a tip that will apply to pretty much anything you're doing in yeah, marketing, yeah. right? I mean, you've got a, a headline in an ad, a subject line in an email. I mean, anything you're doing, uh, grabbing attention is is uh, is really key because I think a lot of us uh, are are scanning these days and we're overwhelmed with information. So we're we're going to the information that's uh, that's maybe made as easy as possible for us to consume. Right. Exactly. So are there some things that a business can do um, to make themselves more attractive to the media uh, so that, uh, you know, maybe it's on their website, maybe it's their product, maybe it's the way that they build relationships? I wonder if you've got any thoughts on that. Yeah, one one of the things, and this is kind of my number one rule in PR, and people say, really? Um, But branding, make sure that your that your website and your blog and all of your social media are all branded consistently. Because if a journalist finds you on Twitter and they go to your website and it looks different than your Twitter cover page, they might not be sure they have the right person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, again, amazing how um, uh, uh, that applies really to <laughs> marketing in general, right? That all, right. all of your stuff kind of match. And it, it is funny though. And I, and I know journalists, I mean, our customers are people, um, journalists are just people, and, and I think all the things that really apply to you know good business practices uh, probably apply here. Um, you talked about this idea of a pitch, and some people may not. I mean, some people, unfortunately, relate that to a press release, and I wonder if you could talk a little bit about some some ways that a pitch is maybe different than just an information share or a press release, and maybe even uh, you talked about the hook, but maybe even talk a little bit about uh, what makes a good pitch. Right. So, you know, I I don't really do press releases per se. I think they might be kind of a thing of the past. It's more for SEO, you know, to build your links and things. Right. Yeah, exactly. But but what I really recommend is, like I said, you find your 10, your 15, your 20 Mm -hmm. target journalists and you send them what I call a targeted story pitch. Mm -hmm. So that's really geared towards them, what they write about, what they put in their magazine, what they talk about on their television program. Um, and then again, the, the hook or the pitch is, you know, nobody's going to put me on if I say, Hey, I have a great product. Uh, but one of the things, for example, that I was covered on, I sent out a targeted story pitch that said, um, kids may want to break their foot for this product. (laughs) So, so people want to read more Well, what product would make a child want to break their foot? You know, you just need something that's going to get them to read just a little bit further. Yeah. Well, um, the, the other thing that a lot of um, I know that a lot of my listeners uh, and I share a lot of tools and things, and you, you talked about Harrow as, and I would call that a tool uh, that, yeah. that that you employ. Are there some other uh, tools that that you either recommend or you think ought to go in in you know in this relationship building, this journalist tracking or stalking, you know, however you want to call it, uh, um, toolbox? Well, it's interesting that you say that about stalking because in my interviews, that was one of the things that I wanted to know, but I also wanted to share with my audience, you know, what, when is it stalking? When is it not stalking? And they said, if you give them a good newsworthy topic, say once a month, that's fine. Don't keep sending the same idea over and over again. Um, But if you can come up with, with different pitches, different angles, they want to see it. Yeah. Um, you know, the big thing I've found with people is they're afraid of the media. They think, oh, you know, why would the media want to know about my business? Or, you know, they're, they're so big, they're so important. Yeah. But you have to remember, they're filling airtime, magazines, newspapers. Yeah. Yeah. The media really needs you just as much as you need them. Yeah. You just need to package it in a way that, that's easy for them to use. 
Yeah, and I th- I think your point earlier about building relationships is 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 so key to that idea too because what you know how many times do you see the same people quoted over and over again in stories and and a lot of it has to do with the fact that that person's built a relationship and so that journalist who's on a deadline or who's been told to go get three sources for X um, naturally goes to the people they know aren't going to embarrass them or are going to return their phone call that, that can sound articulate. Um, so, so I think that that, you know, that's a big part of the relationship building is you become one of those sources first. Right. Absolutely. And I'll share a quick story with you. I'm in the Washington DC area when you know, we're the number nine television market. It's pretty tough to get on. Um, and I had gotten on one segment with in my local Fox and then I interviewed her for one of my series. And then she asked me to be on again Mm -hmm. and she just did a 30 minute special and used me as the featured entrepreneur on how to get a product to market. That's great. So that just goes to show that by, you know, keeping that relationship and fostering it, what can happen? Yeah. And, and, you know, guess who journalists hang out with? Um, other journalists. And, right. and so there, there really is a, a lot of that. Once you're sort of in, uh, you, you, you can really uh, begin to amplify that, I think. Um, tell me how – one of the things that I'm a big fan of is, is once you start getting some of this coverage, what are some ways that you can then use it and amplify it in, in other you know, areas of your marketing? Absolutely. Well, I, that's I tell that all the time. You, you, you know, just because you get media coverage, that's great. But if you don't tell anybody, right. nobody's going to know. Right. Um, I always recommend, you know, telling your customers, telling your would-be customers, hey, look at this. Um, I tell the story. There was an account I had tried to get into for a year, and not until Diana Ross wore my product would they give me the meeting. Mm. So it's really important to to put that out, you know, on your website, on your blog, on your Pinterest, have a press section that's there so your customers can see it. Yeah. And and as you're getting started, maybe the Supremes would be okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so how, how, how you, we haven't talked much about this, but certainly social media has changed the game of earned media uh, to, to the point where I think – uh, a lot of marketing, particular kind of brands, you you hear them talking about shares and likes and embeds and things as as part of the shared media uh, piece. So so what role do you see social media playing really in this overall earned or PR game? Right, exactly. And, and I find Twitter is is really a place to be in terms of that. Um, you know, getting your message out there, connecting with journalists. Um, I'm also a huge fan of LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people say, oh, well, I don't know them or I'm not sure. You know, it's a business network. And if you're trying to connect with someone on a business level, I haven't found any journalist who has not accepted a request, you know, especially when I said, you know, maybe I could help you in the future or yeah. something like that. Or um, So, yeah. And like you had mentioned earlier, just the accessibility mm-hmm. To journalists is unbelievable. Yeah, definitely take advantage of social media. Well, and you may um, use this tip, but I, it's one that I've been using for years. Is you know you have these uh, services where you can create alerts, and so I the, these ten or twelve journalists you talk about, I always plug them into a tool like Mention or Talkwalker. Yeah. Uh, that so I know every time they write a new piece, uh, I get alerted uh, that they've produced something, and so it, you know I might look at it and say, oh yeah, I can comment on that, or I'll go to their blog and and. And leave a comment or something, and uh, I think that's another tip that I would add to, to that whole. Um, I like stalking. I think that's great. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I'm glad you said Talkwalker had mentioned because so many people have always just done Google alerts, yeah. and I actually do all three because I find, especially yeah. mention, um, I have a lot more success with them. Well, they all seem to turn up different stuff, which yep. is a little odd. Um, but uh, I personally have experienced Google alerts uh, value 
really kind of tanking. Um, it doesn't seem to pick up much uh, uh, anymore at all for me. Exactly. I feel the same. But the other two are definitely, they're great resources, yep. and yep. I use them as well. Yep. So awesome. Well, uh, Christina Dave's PR for anyone, 100 plus affordable ways to easily create buzz for your business. I am a big proponent of PR, not just as a way to do something that uh, that costs less. I think it's a great tool to be integrated with your search for referrals and for and and your advertising and all the other things that you do. I think it's just one of the pieces that that needs to be uh, part of it because I you know I can't tell you how many times somebody reads a story and they think oh that's a really interesting company and of course then they go by and they see their billboard and then a friend tells them that uh, um, that I'm using that product and I think it's that combination that that really ends up building that long term momentum. Yeah, it's it's one piece in the marketing puzzle. Yeah, but it, it, unfortunately, it's one I see a lot, I see a lot of people neglect um, because they, as you mentioned, they're either a little afraid of or. It's it's really easy to send a bulk email or to buy an ad, but it uh, it's not sometimes not as easy to to put in that kind of spade work to build those relationships. But I I think uh, in terms of return on investment, it can be one of the best. Well, Christina, thanks for joining us, and uh, yeah, I, I agree completely. Uh, good luck on the the, the the relaunch of the book, and uh, maybe we'll see you out there on the road. Great, thanks so much, John. Take care. 